Hey, you're listening to the Beyond Podcast with your host, Timmy Riggs. So glad that you're jumping on here with us today. Hope you're having a good week. And we're going to continue talking about the series we have now covered two weekends of. And that is our series called Blessed, right? With a question mark. Are we blessed? Why are we blessed? And Pastor Rick has helping walking us through it. You know, first we spent some time looking at gratitude. And today, in this past weekend, we're going to talk about joy. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy as we have Pastor Jake Garrett on here with us again for a second time. So, we will just get after it. Hey, Jake. Uh, thanks for jumping on to the Beyond Podcast. It's my pleasure. It is now your second time. I think you are... The first person to go two times so far. First pass. That is truly an honor. Yeah. It's because I wanted to use you as my guinea pig for how we're really going to navigate through the podcast. Yes. So you were actually like, demonstrating how how you can take somebody that's so bad at it and <laughs> yeah. the second time they do it is so much better. Yeah. I am I am demonstrating control, teachability, <laughs> um, all those things. But I really am excited to have you on here because we are, again, the, the goal of this podcast always is to go a little bit further uh, from the message, but also just have a conversation to kind of walk through, you know, hey, what, what do you feel about the message? What was, you know, what stuck out to you the best? And really, I just want to see how much you were paying attention to the message. So word for word, walk us through what Pastor Rick talked about. In between whenever I was awake and when I was asleep, this is what I remember. <laughs> Freaking got him, right? Um, no, I'll give us a, a reminder about Pastor Rick's message. The passage that he pulled from in the beginning. Yeah, get get that mic comfortable for you, whatever you need to do. There we um, go. I just can't see. That's okay. I know. That's the hard part. I'm going to have switched them on the other side. Um, Terrible setup. So anyway, the passage he pulls from is First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And one of the main parts is rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. as he walks through the message, um, there's there's quite a bit of just, it was kind of inspiring. Like I was excited, the whole message, right? Because it's just positive. Like mm-hmm. when you're talking about being blessed and you talk about gratitude and joy, like it's hard to not be excited. So he talks about people who express gratitude well, they sleep better and they're healthier and they're more joyful. So last week, his focus was we return our blessings with gratitude. When we do that, then this past week, we learned that that leads to more joy. So Christians have every reason to be joyful. Um, basically, we just believe it's never over. Uh, even death itself isn't the end. And scripture tells us 400 times that joy is referred to in the Bible. Uh, our circumstances are not our source of joy. So we're going to get into that. You kind of posed a good question before we started. So we'll talk about that, how our circumstances are are not or are connected to our joy. Um, and happiness is dependent on our happenings. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why it's not good to to run after happiness, for happiness to be our goal. And there's a lot of gurus who maybe that is their goal, right? And then our ultimate joy comes from the fact that our name is written in heaven. So that was a quick, like what the sermon was about. But tell me your funny story about (laughs) happiness and actually the first time you ever preached. Yeah. So the first sermon I ever preached, uh, I was just fresh out of college, but I didn't get my undergrad in theology. So I had no like formal training in preaching or really theology, but I preached about happiness. So your whole sermon was heresy. Yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, no, not quite. But no, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was about uh, happiness and like the pursuit of happiness and how we pursue happiness in the, instead of the source of happiness and the difference. Anyways, it was, it was an okay sermon. How nervous. First sermon. Oh, ever. my gosh. Full suit. I was, oh, yeah, actually, yes, I was wearing a full suit, you know, and uh, there was 25 people there and I was terrified. No, there was about 100 people there. And I was, I was, I was really nervous. That's a good amount of people. <laughs> I mean, for my first sermon. Oh, no, like I know. I'm not, I'm being serious. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I was real nervous. And as I'm preaching, I kind of, I was wearing one of those face mics, you know, like that, that go around your ear and around your cheek. And then the, it's like a little bitty mic that goes in front of your, right in front of your mouth. And so I was wearing one of those. I kind of start feeling a little tickle, like in my throat and kind of in my chest. I was like, oh no, I'm about to cough. You know, this is not good. I'm wearing this little face mic thing. And so I'm, and I'm kind of preaching, but when you cough, you just naturally cover your mouth. And so I went to cover my mouth and I actually trapped the little mic in between my hand and my mouth, but it wasn't a cough. It was actually a burp. Oh and my so, God. so a cough turned burp. Right. Yeah. Like midway through, but I had already trapped the little mic in between my hand and my mouth. And so, Burped right into the microphone. And so it just reverberated throughout the whole building. <laughs> like it Dude. literally vibrated the whole like speaker system. <laughs> you know what else that reminds me of? The time you preached on a Sunday night here and yeah. they were, you thought the music was over and you went and stood on stage. <laughs> yes. But there was like a minute left and you're just standing behind the podium. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was really embarrassing as well. So, so they don't let me do announcements anymore. Or get no, on stage at all. No, that's not true. On the platform. Uh, at all. What if I just started going down? I was like, remember the other time you embarrassed oh, yourself? Man. You, you could. You literally could. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, you know, we all have our different strengths, and public speaking might not be mine. Oh, my so, gosh. but I will never forget the first time I preached. I, I, I burped into the mic, and Dude. it was very loud, and I honestly could not recover. So, can you recall what you were saying about happiness? Yeah, just a lot. Uh, I mean, not to to brag on myself, but a lot about what Rick was saying yesterday, just how like we pursue, you know, the pursuit of happiness and how we kind of, it's very cultural. I mean, we're just constantly pursuing, um, things that make us happy, but we don't really pursue the source of happiness. You know, we, we pursue the object, but not the source of the object. So, um, anyways, that's kind of what I was preaching about, mm -hmm. but, um, it it was also kind of funny because it was like a ten minute sermon, so I just ran out of things to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, hilarious. And this crowd was used to like maybe more like almost an hour long sermon, so this ten minute sermon, I was like, "All right, we're done." But yeah. you got you got, <laughs> that's it. I think that's, that's, how I I, um, that's how I landed the plane. I was like, "Well, I have nothing else to say." But they were like super. It was like your home church. Oh super yeah, it was my home church. You. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. they had like my whole family showed up. So. You know, fifty of those hundred people were were Garrett's, were like my family. Dude, so that was kind of fun too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they all couldn't believe it. They were like, "Jake's Jake's preaching? Like, the Jake is preaching?" You know, because they my of my yeah my former life. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They your wild life. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, like, when we talk about getting back to the conversation of joy and happiness and stuff, like. One of the things that stands out to me, and I mentioned it right there in the beginning, is like we are in, I think the hardest part about figuring out like, hey, how do we witness? How do we share the gospel? I think because if we all look around and we're all honest, there's clearly, there's a lot of problems in the world today. 
And at the end of the day, we believe, hey, the problem is sin. The answer is Jesus. And he defeated on the cross, right? And so um, God is in the process of redeeming the world. And so um, people are always wanting to know the answer. And I think there's a lot of well-intentioned people out there who feel like, hey, maybe they just live life better than most, whether it's just their attitude or disposition or whatever. And so they then begin to teach their way of life. And so right now we have a litany. Social media has has just created a firestorm of the self-help guru-like world, you know? And so there's so many of those out there. And one guy that I really like, real good business guy, helper, leader, everything, his ultimate thing is, hey, it's not money, nothing, blah, blah, blah. Do what makes you happy, right? And so that's his thing. Like That's his focus is, does it make you happy? So does a job where you're making $35,000, but you have plenty of time with your family, you enjoy your job, you enjoy your coworkers, all this stuff, like, then that's good. You're If you're happy, you're fine. If you're, um, and of course he gives all the, all the scenarios, goes down the rung, right? And so... Again, the hard part is for me, it always gets to a place where I'm like, that that's not the ultimate goal. Like that's that is fickle, that's gonna run out, you know? And so um again, Pastor Rick's focus on our happiness is usually dependent on our happenings. What is happening on the outside affects our inside. Where joy is the opposite. It's the recognizing, hey, uh, there is a source of of life. That when I lean into it, that creates a joy on the inside that no matter what's happening on the outside, um, I, I'm i going to be okay. It's kind of like Paul when he talks about I've learned what it's like to be content in all situations. So first kind of question I want us to, to dance around and massage and think through is why do you think joy seems to be so absent in our culture? Well, like what, what's going on? Like why, especially today, 2021, why does it seem joyless a lot of the times hmm. well i i mean there's a lot i could say here but i mean yeah, so give great. me give me an hour or two yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know i think it's interesting when when thomas jefferson wrote the the declaration of independence you know he said life liberty and he didn't say happiness he said the pursuit of happiness and then so i do think that happiness is is it's a little bit like fleeting like we're we people pursue it, but they do it. And I don't think that's necessarily, it's not wrong to be happy. God wants us to be happy, but we pursue the wrong source of happiness. So why is there, why is joy in particular lacking in today's world? I think that it's because people are pursuing the wrong thing. They're pursuing, that's one of the things. The other thing is that it, fear I feel like there's just so much fear um, and fear sells. Right. So, I mean, media knows that um, advertising knows that news stations know that. And so things that aren't scary are boring. They don't, they don't sell as well as fearful things. So we're a very fear driven society, I feel like. Um, and so fear robs us of joy. Uh, another reason that there is a lack of joy is comparison. And it's really, really easy to compare yourself now because of social media. I know everyone talks about social media and um, it kind of gets harped on more than it maybe even should. But that's another point. 
but I, or, or or maybe not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, that's kind of what I wonder. Yeah, but it's so easy to compare your life to other people's lives, and so and nobody's putting the bad things on social media, or not very often, and so it's like, man, their life looks like it's incredible. So uh, comparison is the thief of joy, and we often compare our lives to other. So I think we're pursuing the wrong things. We're afraid, and we uh, we compare ourselves and our lives to other people's lives. So those are just a few of the. The reasons that I see, just off the top of my head. Yeah, so the thing I really like you just said is, and I remember I got in a huge debate, borderline screaming match with someone in theology class um, when I was in college, which might have surprised you. Um, I was uh, mild-tempered. and Oh, uh, I was good. <laughs> that you were in class. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the surprising part. Yeah. So basically it was around the conversation of God doesn't care about you being happy. He wants you to be holy, which of course everyone is like, yes, yeah. yes. You know? Because happiness and holiness can't possibly coexist. So later <laughs> I'm walking around and I'm like, wait a second. Uh, sh- sh- holiness should and will lead to happiness. Like it's an outcome, right? Like, so that was like one of the first times where I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why do we make happiness the bad guy? And that's, again, Rick never did in his sermon. We're not here. Like, we're just, like you just said, like, it's the focus of what brings your happiness or how much it controls your life. And so, again, even when I talk about that guru guy saying happiness is the end goal, I'm not like, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot better than what it could be, you know? Yeah. Like, But I feel like the overflow, when Paul talks about the, you know, God's reign, his kingdom, it's not about eating or drinking, a.k.a. It's not about the the physical, tangible things you have, or he's really even referring to the Mosaic law and the the law of the Pharisees and expectations. But he's saying God's reign and kingdom is about righteousness, peace, and joy. So righteousness, free gift through Jesus Christ. We can't get it and earn it on our own. That's what they tried to do through the law. didn't work. What is peace and joy? Emotional states. And ultimately, in turn, happiness. Like, again, mm-hmm. joy is going to be, that's a better kind of root and growth for happiness, right? Um, and so, yes, I think like I agree with you, and I think that's so important. It's like, hey, happiness isn't the bad guy, um, and it's not wrong. We believe God wants you to be happy. I think happiness is connected to holiness. It's an outcome of it. Um, so I, I'm with you that all those things, the fear and comparison, and what was the first one you mentioned? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> fear and comparison, and I would say overconsumption. Yeah, We have... It's so easy now. Like I was watching the social dilemma, which was about how social media is killing us basically. Yeah. And how it was like, Hey, now the internet is just a giant mall. It is constant advertisement, constant stuff thrown in your face, which also leads to comparison. Well, so-and-so could buy this. I couldn't buy this. You know, my life's not good enough, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fear is, is so big and it is a huge mm-hmm thief of why and pursuing the that that was the other one so pursuing the wrong sources of Mm. happiness you know like if you so it like 
for instance, like money is not a bad thing. Like we talk about that, you know, it's, it, it's amoral, right? But if you pursue money for the end, like for, as a means to happiness, you know, for then that's the only reason you're pursuing it, then you're going to find a dead end, like on that road. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and you could say the same thing about like sexual intimacy. I mean, the list so goes on. Right. Yeah. So if you're pursuing the wrong things for the purpose of happiness, then you, you just see that a lot. And then fear in comparison. So, so do you think that we've talked about pursuit of happiness, you know, and so many other things, do we pursue joy or mm. is that an outcome? Mm. Is joy an outcome? So I think that that is the difference. Like Rick talks about happiness, like that happens to you. Whereas joy, like that's your circumstances, you know, happiness is all circumstantial. So it's completely, it's a direct result of your circumstances. Whereas joy comes from within. Um, it's like that song, like joy, 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 down in my heart. Where? Where? Down in my heart. Where? Yeah. Okay. Like right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the best. So, <laughs> they're only Dude. excited about the screen. Think about part. Lincoln. Jake has a little baby. Well, he's like a year old. Yeah. And he's not little. He's, he's a tank. Huge. Yeah. And he's as big I as can Timmy. see him screaming that dude yeah. in two years. He was getting really just, excited about that. He's yep. gonna win the boys group. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but anyways, it's it's deep within us, you know. And so that way, I mean, the the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness, it, it rises and falls depending on what's happening to us. But joy is just consistent regardless of our circumstances of what's happening to us. And the ultimate thing of, hey, well, why do we rejoice? Why is joy a part of our lives? Pastor Rick walks us through. At the end of the day, it is ultimately rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Hmm. So let's bring that down again. My goal and hope is always that this is something that someone who is like, yeah, I don't. I don't go to church or I've got questions about Jesus or I'm just interested, you know, what does that mean for someone or how can we help un help someone understand what that means? If they're on the fence, if it's a non-believer, because again, I mean, I'll just be frank a non-believer is going to be like, well, what does that matter to me? Like why, why should joy be stirring in my life? So what do you think? And this isn't rehearsed. So I don't want to, I feel bad. Like I'm putting you on the spot. Like this oh, is okay. not an easy question yeah. to answer, but like, how do we dissect that and be like, this is where we find our joy in that our name's written in heaven. Mm. Okay. Well, someone who's not a believer is going to be like, well, <laughs> what does that mean for me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a complex question, you know, and so I'll, but I'll try to, I'll do my best and you can just cut it out if you don't like it mm -hmm. or edit it out. You know, unfortunately, a non-believer in the United States isn't coming to the church with a blank slate. The church has a reputation, you know, uh, good and bad, depending on who you talk to and in their circumstances. But rarely is somebody coming to an encounter with the church with no preconceived notions of what it is. Usually they have a, a set of, of presumptions about what the church is. And one of those presumptions would probably be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're saying that if I do this, if I follow these rules, if I follow this law, then I will have joy. And and it's actually the opposite, you know, you, because of the joy, because of the relationship that you have with Jesus, that is going to give you joy. I think that's what is going to be what we're going to talk about uh, this next week. Rick is going to kind of talk about what do we do with that? Well, that's where the the obedience comes from. That's where the, the different type of living comes from is that joy. 
So I think rewriting those narratives uh, for people who who kind of have that idea of what the church is about, like, oh, yes, joy, that just means that I follow these sets, you know, these sets of rules and laws, and then out comes joy, you know, supposedly. And uh, anyway, so that's that's kind of what I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's awesome because it is it's this encounter with Jesus and we talk about that. And so at the end of the day, I mean, you get to this place where if you're having the conversation with a non-believer or even someone who's like, well, yeah, I'm familiar with the church and we've like, we get that. Um, but how much time have you spent with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And yep. again, that might be hard. Like that's, it's a step of faith, like, you know, to get to that place. But um, to have a, a moment where you have an encounter with Jesus, what I've loved, there's this new Ju- Jesus series that I've been watching. And, <laughs> One of the things that has really pulled me in about it is the depiction of what the encounters with Jesus look like. VeggieTales? <laughs> yeah, VeggieTales. <laughs> um, it's different. It's a different show. It's a live action. Um, <laughs> and But they do a phenomenal job. Like I'm watching it. I'll be honest. I'm always a little hesitant when these kind of things come out. And this one I always started to watch because I, I like to be in tune. If someone is like, hey, I like this or I didn't like this, I want to know why myself. You know, So um, as any good teacher would be you know sure. no. <laughs> Just, um so i'm watching it and it's got me pulled in you know and i'm crying every jesus encounter because you're just like what can you imagine the mm. face-to-face the countenance the, the god looking upon you in a way that's just like yeah. you're you're more special to me than you realize I, rick said it in the beginning of first service when he went out and prayed um and he and i told him this and was like tearing up as i was telling him he was with his granddaughter this past weekend, and they were looking at all. They got to this point where they were looking at all the photos in Rick's phone, and like seventy-five percent of the photos or something were her, were Sadie. Yeah, yeah. And Rick goes, "Sadie, do you know why there's so many pictures of you in my phone?" And he said, "Well," or she said, Sadie responded to her granddad by saying, "Well, Ricky, I guess it's just because you love me so much." Uh. And he was like, "I know." And he goes, uh, "You know." I don't think God has a phone, but if he did, and if he does, your it, picture's all over it. I and you're going to say it would be an iPhone. But. Yeah, it would be an iPhone 11 <laughs> Pro. Um, no, but he's like, your picture would be all over it. And yeah. you're just like, wow, that's such a like down-to-earth, like that's how much God loves us. And I've loved the, the series because of the encounters, mm-hmm. and those encounters lead to joy. And so, no, it's not just, well, hey, this is what we say you're going to heaven so you're going to be filled with joy. It's like, no, no, all the process of it that Jesus did for us, died on the cross through our um, you know, justification by faith and, and mm. through the salvation, all these things that Jesus has done for us that we get to now live into um, bring forth joy. And yes, for eternity, I get to spend time with him. And that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. You know? and, so, and the fact that we get to experience eternity today like we don't have to wait until we get to heaven to experience God's kingdom. Like he wants us to have life to the fullest today, you know? So that's pretty, that's and, enough to give you some joy. And Paul, I mean, is talking about all that stuff while he's in prison. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've been content through all situations through when I've had a lot, when I've had little, when I've had nowhere to live, when I've had somewhere to live, when I'm in prison or when I'm out, yeah. you know? And yet he's found contentment in his soul. And that's what we're talking about here, too, over these last two weeks is like perspective. It's just so much about perspective. Like mm. my life is so 
great, you know? And, like, yeah, there's hard times, and there's a lot of people who are going through hard times, and, like, you lose a loved one. It's That's just the worst pain, right? Like, it's – but as far as our regular, tangible blessings here in our country – um, to be able to flip a switch, to have water in my faucet, for my car to have its own room. You know, all these things that are just like, that's so much, you know. Mm. Different outfit every day. Like, that's pretty incredible, you know. Yeah. So, last question here. So, it is it is tough because, like, what you listed just now are circumstances. And so, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's hard because it's like... Are you calling me shallow? Jake? No, <laughs> like, you listed all circumstances to me, and we just said no. I'm just kidding, but it, it's it, it is. It's like those circumstances that give you joy are like you shouldn't feel guilty for for rejoicing in the gifts that God has given you. But if once you start worshiping the gift, like that's the difference. I know that's like really cliche, and we kind of say that a lot. But don't don't worship the gift, worship the giver. But there is. It's like man, I am so thankful that you know i i live in a house isn't that amazing like i have shelter you know and i have a bed are you kidding me rick kind of did that last week where he was saying like you woke up wow you woke up that's great you walked you you know that's great that you walked and you woke up out of a bed and so you have a bed and so i think that our circumstances circumstances can be you know a source of our joy but not like the source of our joy I don't know. It's it's a both and. It's it's tricky. Man, I think it's really good because you're absolutely right. Like the circumstances of being able to have a lot of friends and and uh, yeah. opportunities yeah. and yeah, like it's almost like we we try to like we want to separate yeah the gifts we have and not seem shallow. Like, I don't want to seem shallow, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, I named, I'm named. i thankful for my microwave. I'm thankful for my vehicle. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all, like, pretty, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. could give, you could have it or not, right? Like, type of stuff. Um, but it's about the perspective. Yeah, and, I, and, I really think. And, yeah, being thankful for those things. Perspective and, uh, man, there's so much there. Like, I don't even feel like I have the language to, like, explain kind of what we're thinking about it. Because you're like, yeah, it is. It is weirdly connected. Like, there's a there's a sect of religion where maybe you can remember the word. I can't remember the definition, but basically, it was a certain Christian belief that we do not believe. But it was where, hey, we want to escape the body. We want to escape the everything physical and go to spiritual Gnosticism, which is also very closely related to Buddhism and Mm -hmm. when it comes to the end goal. So Gnosticism isn't our goal. So yet so many times we feel like we have to downplay. And I think it's because of the flip side of so many times blessings are only connected to new car, new house, Mm -hmm. more money, things like that. Right. So like, even I've had a lot of conversations with students that, and we know we've both been through, you know, you went through full seminary. I did a little bit of seminary, did theology program. Like, it's definitely very like anti-prosperity gospel, which it should be. Um, but sometimes also leans even more like poverty gospel sometimes as well. Like, hey, this is how like if other people are suffering, we should suffer too. That's kind of Pastor Rick touched on that in the beginning of his message yeah. yesterday. And sometimes you feel guilty, right? Um, but I've actually spoken with students, and the more I read through Scripture, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Scripture is prosperity gospel. Now, if you stop me there, then you're gonna you could easily loop me into some kind of group. But what I mean is, Jesus says, "I've come so you may have life and life to the full, and that you may have a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that your relationships will be full of love, grace, and truth." Like that's prosperous, right? Mm-hmm. Now that is not materialistically materialistic prosper, prosper. prosperous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think so. I've kind of talked about a couple of different things right there, but I think that's why we get to we get so nervous talking about physical blessings. Because sometimes it's abused, and the church abuses so much of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of go the other way, but we shouldn't. That we don't want to be Gnostics either, where we're, you know, I want to escape the physical. I yeah. am only spiritual. Like, no, that's that's real blessing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when when a mo- we rejoice when a mother uh, who's a single mother has three kids and maybe is having trouble paying rent that month, and someone covers it, like. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, right? Like, sure. yeah. um, so I don't know. That's, it's an interesting part of the conversation. So with that being said, the last question is, what practices do you think help promote and drive, you know, gratitude, which leads to joy? Mm-hmm. And kind of, that's kind of what you brought up right before we started was, wait, that's a circumstantial thing. But I think it's a, Again, it's not the circumstance that makes you happy. It's the circumstance of creating a practice mm-hmm. of going to the thing that pulls out joy. Anyway, what practices do you think promote joy? <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm... Well, yeah, no, I think... I mean, uh, there are things that that we do that we have control over, that we can do that bring us joy, you know, or bring us happiness. And though we should engage in those things. So for me, um, there's a, there's a bunch of things. I have a bunch of hobbies and I start a new hobby about every six months, which my wife loves. Um, yeah, Jake is a real Renaissance man. He's do not (laughs) underestimate this guy. I'm being serious. You know, I don't like to, I don't like to encourage you too often, uh, but I'll do it here. Um, I mean, he's a, he's an outdoorsy. He's well read, well learned. Mm -hmm. Um, highly aware and continues to grow in those things. So well done, Jake. Thanks. Keep yeah. going, please. Um, keep, keep going. That's about it. Okay. You know, don't look in a mirror. <laughs> you might break it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. Good job. Uh, no, I, one of the things I do that brings me joy, gosh, this just sounds like really braggadocious, but I, I work out every single morning except for Sunday morning. Uh, but I, I love getting up in the morning and working out and I don't mean to like brag on so myself. I don't think you're bragging. I think that this is a, it just has to be one of my hobbies. Your yeah. Life. yeah. But that, that, um, you know, um, physiologically it produces serotonin. So like we know for a fact that working out does uh, bring people joy like it just does. So, um, but I also just. I like the community part of it. I have the group of guys that I see every morning and I chat with, I talk to, um, and I just, I feel better, uh, just in general. So I do that. Uh, and then I do journal every single morning, uh, and I do a devotional every single morning. So those are some of the things that bring me joy, but also just spending time with my son, Lincoln. He's just at, at such a fun age. Uh, 14 months old, and so he's just like learning something new every day. He's super fun. Yeah, he is a fun, fun baby. So, uh, so I love playing with Lincoln, and I love spending time with Courtney. We eat dinner together every night, or at least almost every night at the dinner table, the three of us, and so that brings me joy. Uh, that's one of the practices that we 
that we've said like, Hey, let's, let's make this a, a priority. And so we, we eat dinner together every night. Um, but yeah, so those are just a few of the things. I also, uh, this is how I know I'm getting old. I really take a lot of pride in my, my lawn. I love taking care of my grass. <laughs> and so and it looks really good. You need to throw up a before and after pick. Uh, I should, I really should. So, uh, I, I just enjoy being outside just in general. And so, um, yeah. That's super good. I, again, I, I don't want to brag, but I'm working out usually two, three times a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, the other thing like that sticks out to me, and it's something I want to talk about. A lot of times, I, in whether you're in a small group or you're in some kind of setting, or I can't even, I can't even create the environment that we do this in, but we do it frequently. And it'll be like, you know, what are you most grateful for? And someone will be like, well, you know, my wife, well, first let me back up. God, super grateful for God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then my wife, my kids. And and it always kind of makes me feel like I don't think God is a fit. Like, because for so long we push like, you know, God first, God first. And I'm like, I think if you're living it, it it's clear, right? Like, mm. so even like Lewis, we actually asked Lewis this, Pastor Lewis for um, uh, as a little document thing we were doing and he, he kind of was just like, Oh, my church family and, and, and my family and, and the relationships that I have and how God moves through them. And so I'm like, see that there we go. Like that. He's not saying like that. God is happy with that. God's like, yes. Like that's how you interact with me. Mm-hmm. Like when you love one another well, right? Like, and so I think even for you again, like to, for us to explain, Hey, what are some of the practices? And you name off, working out, spending time with your family, reading, uh, cultivating your land, right? Like those are things that God is like, I want you to be involved in those things. Like mm-hmm. that, it, these are things that are going to bring you joy because I've created these things to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's so good. So what like, and I have a couple too. So prohibitions is such a strong word, but what are practices, but that are maybe even prohibitions that you've added to your life because of so much noise that's in the world, boundaries. What are mm-hmm. boundaries, kind of guardrails and things that you've put in as well? Like, cause you're, the other thing, like you're just extremely driven, extremely hard worker, detailed. You would probably work all night, you know, if you didn't have. So let's talk boundaries. <laughs> well, thanks. I feel like you're giving me a lot of compliments. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to do another one where I kind of tear you down. Yeah, yeah, the next one. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've taken social media off my phone. Uh, that's just one of the little things I, I would get on it too much. And so, uh, if I, if I had it on my phone and if I do have it on my phone, I'll, I'll wait until maybe the afternoon to get on it and I won't get on it until, or like after 6 PM or 7 PM. I try really hard. I'm not perfect at it, but basically from the time I get home from work to the time we put Lincoln down is, is basically just family time. So I know from five thirty to eight o'clock, I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to do any schoolwork. I'm going to stay off my phone for the most part. And I just know like, Hey, five thirty to, to eight is You're like five thirty to five forty. I'm pretty much locked in <laughs> with those family. 10 minutes. Yeah. Are, yeah. But I, I try to like block that time out. So, so just little things like that. Um, Friday's my day off and I'll just be completely transparent. I, it's not like I do a ton of work on my day off, but I do do, I'm in school right now. And so I do some schoolwork on Friday, but I need to get more discipline at actually not doing 
schoolwork or work stuff on Fridays. So, uh, but I used to be disciplined at that. I'm not anymore. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think that's great. And kind of having those times where you're like, no matter what, this is what I'm going to do, you know. For me, and we'll kind of wrap it up here, I like to share this. I've been sharing this with college students. It's the clear common denominator for much of the anxiety, fear, stress, stuff that we see. And this isn't just for 20-year-olds, 30, 40, 50. This goes all the way up, okay? There's no generation safe at this point. And it is social media. I will I will ride the bandwagon of anti-social media. Now I use it. I love it. I'm addicted. I'm still all those things. <laughs> but I also think we need to have insane amount of boundaries and awareness. Time off from it. Yes. I think that's the word is awareness. Like yes. you don't have to completely abstain from using social media, but do be aware of how it's affecting you. Yeah, how it's affecting you. Did you realize that while you were on there, the only things you saw were either strengthening your already existing beliefs, you yeah. know, like um, constant marketing of different things that maybe you would have never bought and now you realize you want to buy it, you know. So it's affecting our finances literally at this point. Um, but so I talked about this with college guys. I don't have it off my phone, but I have limits and a lot of times I override those limits because all you have to do is put in a passcode. One of the things that has truly brought a lot of freedom and I'd say joy to my life and my heart and everything is about two and a half, three months ago, I turned off every single notification on my phone. So the only thing that comes through is a phone call. Okay. So the only thing that makes my phone buzz or light up or the screen light up is a phone call. Texts don't, emails don't, um, nothing social media for sure doesn't get by. And what I found was I was like, okay, almost did it as an experiment. Like maybe there's a chance that I'm going to make some people mad. I'm going to drop the ball, some things. Yeah. Fortunately not, for you, like nobody ever really reaches out to you. Like, nobody right. saying, like you yeah. don't have any friends. Yeah, no one so. needs me. So. <laughs> yeah. It really didn't make that big of a difference. It's, it's a little bit true. Like um, you almost realize how much if I were to like, so basically you realize that, oh, I'm, I'm not that important. And I don't want that to sound negative, but like world keeps spinning. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I, they people, if they don't get a hold of me in the next 15 minutes, like, A, they're probably going to call if they really, really need me. Okay. But like, other than that, it's probably, oh, you know how many times I have maybe? So I'm in a meeting. What it's helped with, if I'm in a meeting or in a situation where I shouldn't be looking at my phone, I don't. Okay. That's mm -hmm. where it's really helped too. So afterwards I'll get out and I'll look and it'll be like, uh, question real quick, uh, call me back ASAP. And then like, if I don't get back to him within a certain amount of time, it's usually like, Never mind, figured it out. So you're like, oh, I probably would have got up, left the meeting, or stopped listening to whoever I was talking to or whatever, and it would have been basically nothing that someone else could answer. So it's just brought a lot of like, I don't need to be a slave to my phone. It can be a tool. Just like I don't need to be a slave to money. It can be mm -hmm. a tool. So many things. But we just, we don't harsh on that as much as we should. I really don't think we do, you know? Um, so... That's one thing and kind of habit that has really helped bring a lot of joy into my life and um, which ultimately pushes me. So in my morning, try to do no, not as much phone time in the morning. So maybe an hour without my phone where I'm just reading scripture, 
praying, you know, reading another book that I maybe have. And so, uh, again, don't always crush that because I'm always anxious to see basically like the uh, I'm not kidding. I mean, the I'm, the text group that we have with our friends, that's basically it. Like that's mm-hmm. or my mom, you know. Yeah. Um, so again, although the other day you did screenshot something and I noticed you had 42 unread text messages and okay. it instantly stressed me out. <laughs> I know. And I told it those are that's my zero. That's my zero mark now. Yeah. And I feel nervous to go back and look at those. Those are one year old. Those are COVID time because my phone got destroyed during that first month of COVID. And I dropped, I dropped the ball. Okay. And I'm right. nervous to see who I let down and I'd rather <laughs> not know. So though you would have to scroll so deep into my messages to find those 42. It's just my zero. I know yeah. that when I get to 42, I'm at zero text messages. Yeah. It's not good. It's inappropriate, but right. I asked if you had texted me last year at this time and never heard back from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're one of the 42. Please forgive You're me. You're one of the, the 42. 42. It's yeah. like a movie. Like, yeah. The 42. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, good stuff, Jake. Um, hey, also, it's Timmy's birthday this week, so happy birthday thank to you, dude. dude. Yeah. Yep. The big uh, 23. 2-1. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we both went that way. Yeah. 28. 28. 28, which I told someone that the other day, and they were like, older than I thought. And I was like, oh, oh I don't know. Like, am I not as mature as you Man, thought? everybody says I'm young, like I'm 30, and people think that I'm young, or like older than what I am. And so like, I would rather for 40. people err. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather people err on the side of too young. So good job, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My mom the other day on the phone, though, was like, oh, you're losing that that kid face you know and i was like oh yeah do you not love me anymore (laughs) (laughs) um anyway she does she loves me a lot but anyway thanks for being on jake we got the joy joy down in our hearts where down in our hearts (laughs) (laughs) and we hope that you do too so thanks so much for listening yep All right, thanks for being on the Beyond Podcast. If you enjoyed, please uh, share. And like always, we'd love for you to jump on, watch our services on YouTube, or be a part of our services here at Bethany Naz on Sunday morning, 9 and 11 a.m., or, of course, stream online. We will connect with you next week. Talk to you soon.